0: Bailey and Harper after dark, it's back. a thing, it's becoming a thing. It's kind of like Pac-12 after dark, only less offense. I don't know, what, what are you doing? We just started the podcast. You go put, oh, you're gonna put it on. Like uh, he's gonna rock some Whitetail. Well, that's good, Brendan Motley's back in the house. We got Brendan Motley back in the house. Uh, Roman's putting on his whitetail gear. I am out. You have to uh, You got to float me on some whitetail. They got uh, Rob and company got me a shipment coming tomorrow.
1: Kyle, how are you doing on your weight loss? I don't want you to stretch Excellent. out my shit.
0: Excellent. Buddy, see how springy I am? I, I didn't see that. No, actually, I'm doing terribly lately, but <laughs> I was doing great until my in-laws came to town, and of course, like, they're French-Canadian, they live in, so they eat a lot of pasta and carbs and stuff, so, like, I was working, building a fence, you, I saw you know, that. I haven't seen the progress lately, though. Why? Because you give me daily break, updates when spring you-
1: Spring break. Spring break. For my child, so they're not in school.
0: So he gives me daily updates. He drives by the house in the morning to take the kid to school. I'm building the fence. That that uh, anyway, I'm building the fence, and so he's giving me updates. And now all of a sudden he's not because he's just not driving through. That's all right. That's all right.
1: I get it, man. I'll be back. But you'll be back.
0: I know you'll be back will. next week. It's you good ain't gonna to be back. done by then. Bro. That's true. That's true.
1: Bailey and Harper after dark. That just means we're recording at night. But now hey, this episode is not gonna go as crazy as the last that last after one, uh, dark episode. So, but, Brandon, I don't know if you know this. this is, but that took like, a left turn. It, it did. It did. And it was kind of my own fault because I was sharing with Kyle how in the state of Utah, the governor had, like, passed this law <laughs> to, like, block porn. Like, anything that was bought, like a cell phone, computer in the state of Utah, was going to, like, you couldn't have any porn website on it. Well, there was that. There was
0: also the fact and that then it was, it the was first time else. I left the wife at night yes. with the baby. And so she's calling me. We got to have this. We got to have that. So we're getting the, the last one. Just went off the rails. It
1: did. It did. And then you, we talked about your wife's birth sick, and then we uh-huh. went all over the place. Uh-huh. You're right. It was. But Brendan, we're not going there tonight. No, we're not. So. It's
0: not going to get that funky tonight. It's no. going to be
1: right, kind of near the rails
0: or something like that. This dude wants to rant about quarterbacks. This guy is mad about. Or at least you were. I don't know.
1: How should I put it? You were confused by I'm, what the I'm Panthers did. I'm just the trading for Sam Darnold. You mean? I just, look, I have a sour taste in my mouth about the whole situation of Carolina Panthers, this offseason, Matt Rule, Teddy Bridgewater, this whole dynamic, it just has not been pretty for me and I think I have a sour taste purely because I know Teddy fairly well, he's been a great human being, he's had to sh- kick, cra- scratch and claw to get where he's at, he gets the deal. And it's just, the relationship kind of fell out. And I just like, when I watched the Carolina Panthers, I didn't think, I didn't think they were, I didn't think they were a good team and it wasn't because of Teddy Bridgewater. Well, I mean, at times it was. I, I do understand that. I, well, but I know you, of it. all
0: people, understand it. You yeah. understand
1: it more than I do. Well, I'm, just, yes. I'm just pointing out the simple oh, okay. fact that, you know, especially yes. in the final six but weeks, so, it so, wasn't fair. And I say that with the fact of, look, you, it's your organization. You want a different quarterback, you go get whoever you want. I don't care. I'm not the coach. I don't care at all. Sure. But at the same time, it was just a lot of bad words, and I felt that Teddy was dragged through the mud this offseason, and now you're stuck with him. And if I'm a team, why would I trade for Teddy? Like, why would I give you anything? Well, at you probably point, wouldn't give much at this point. Exactly, because they drug him in the mud. If they would have been just doing their business behind closed doors, all right, and not dragging people in the mud, his value would be higher. And then you make the move regardless. And if you were to trade him early in the offseason – you probably got more for him before you drug him in the mud. I just, I just have a sour taste, Kyle. It has no knock on Sam Darnold. I wish him good luck. I liked him cutting him out of UC. Yeah. USC. I really did. The big knock on him was he threw too many interceptions in college, and he still does till this day. But he has some, he has some game in him. I, I think we sometimes make too much of trade value. Not
0: like inherent trade value, but like the idea of – creating or talking up trade value like matt rule saying great things about teddy would have improved the trade market for him like i get that from people who listen to my radio show especially and i i don't think that that's necessarily true at least most of the time because, i agree because i mean look if, if they hadn't said a word negative if they'd been all unicorns and rainbows and lollipops about teddy at the end of the season and he played the same way if they decided to deal him well you're still sending the same message that you don't want him and, it, and if teams know you don't want him, then they know that they have more leverage. And so, so we're at a point now, at least here in Carolina, where they it's part of a business decision, too. That David Tepper knew that there were a lot of people out there that were not going to be at all enthusiastic about the Panthers week one if they trotted Teddy Ridgewater back out there. And whether that's fair or not, whether it's his fault or not. I think With it's a healthy
1: just, Christian McCaffrey, they didn't even have Christian McCaffrey last it's, year. It's a fair point. You, you don't even have your best offensive weapon. I, it's the same point I've made. I mean, You, you don't. All right, you're trying to – it's a first year offensive coordinator, all right, that's never called plays in a game before. Do we not understand that, people? Does that did we not cross that? He's never called plays in a game. And I love, I love Joe, all right? But he's new to it. It takes time to develop all these skills. Okay, fair. And and, like- and not only that, I, I just I just hate that. And look, I'm happy for Teddy that he got his 20, 30 million guaranteed regardless, so at least he still got his money and he got it quick and early. Nobody thought that he would be the quarterback past two or three years. Everybody knew that going into that deal when you saw the deal and the way it was worked out upon signing. So I'm cool with it. I didn't think he'd be the quarterback of the future for Carolina. No. I'm very cool with that. I just hate that. Like I said, I have a sour taste in my mouth. And like you said, I want to finish this off too, Kyle, because you said increasing trade value by talking good about him no, that's not what I said. I didn't use increase. I mean, oh, no. you lowered his value. Sure. It's all about lowering of the value. That's what I don't like. Because when you lower a player's value, that bothers me. Because now I don't get paid what I probably should get paid. Because my own team trashed me. If my own well, team don't I, want is, me, how malicious was how, that though? How, how, how am I valuable for somebody else when my own team puts me down? Well, okay.
0: I, don't, I think I don't want to get stuck in the weeds on this. But I, I just wonder, though, like – how much could they have possibly impacted his trade value negatively because most of it came from the fact that he just didn't have a great season. And look, you made the best point of all, and I've made that point several times over myself. Not having Christian McCaffrey for 13 of 16 games is being being way too dismissed and overlooked by a lot of people. There's no question about it. Do I think Teddy would have been better this year with Christian? No doubt. I do. Um, I I just think there are a lot of factors that went into this decision. Yeah, And they've now decided to trade for Sam Darnold, which I do want to get to because I I, (sighs) – Let's go. I know you weren't overly enthusiastic about it at first, and I don't think that anybody out there should be looking at this as something that's guaranteed to work out, because this could fail spectacularly. But – Sam Darnold, at least the people that I've listened to throughout the day, I told you, Louis Riddick, Mel Kuyper, Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, Marcellus Wiley, you know, a lot of the the guys who talk football for a living love this move. And I talked to Tiki Barber today on my show. Tiki said, uh, and I I doubled down. I said, are are you telling me that you think this is entirely on the Jets and on Adam Gase, the reason that he's looked like this at times? And he said, yeah, absolutely. You know, Darnold has to own some of it, but a lot of people are looking at this today and saying this could really work because he's getting away from Adam Gase. He's getting into a better offensive situation. He's got McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and who knows what else is coming. And if they take a left tackle, this could be the best offensive line Carolina's put on the field in five to ten years. You know, so uh, that's what people are saying. Do you see that, or do you see something else? Um,
1: yes, that's a possibility. It's a possibility. That's true. I mean, that's the it's only thing you can't say. I y- mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, that's it. But based upon what I've seen – Like Carolina, like I've said in the past, even on your radio show, Kyle, (laughs) when it comes to this roster at times, I can like the starting 22, but you're not going to be able to trot out the same starting 22 the whole year. Yeah. Injuries are going to happen. Oh, sure. And if you don't have the right depth behind these players that you everybody just wants to get a star player because in Madden they don't get hurt that much. Right. Right? Otherwise but the game wouldn't be very fun. exactly like <laughs> exactly Kyle. But it doesn't happen that way. So we get these great names and we put them all in and it's just supposed to work. But injuries happen and you don't ever just get to just roll out there the same team week in and week out. And when they get to those second guys, stuff starts to crumble. The quarterback starts getting hit. Now the quarterback's just not as good anymore. And then, oh, the running back, who we all think is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yep. And I'm not knocking him. I think he's an amazing player. But he's, next you know, he's gone. And we just like, say, how's Sam Darnold going to look then? And I hope that doesn't happen. But that we just got to bring well. it all back in. Let's let's Not only that, but this coaching staff has to be able to prove that they are putting the players in the right position as well. They are still learning as they go as well. You also got to understand, your, Tampa Bay just re-signed everybody. That might be just like two losses off the top. Historically, right? everybody. Okay, so you're starting out. You got 17 games. Well, all right? Hold up, hold up, hold Now you got hold on, hold on, 15 hold on, hold on, chances for a win. I, I love how
0: worked up you are I'm now. just I saying, it. Kyle. It's just, I love it. But I got, like, there's, like, 15 things I got to respond to right there. Okay, okay, go. I'm not crowning them the Super Bowl champions of the world. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're the greatest team in the galaxy. I just think it <laughs> might work. It could work. And I think he's – first of all, you and I both agree. Sam Darnold's the more talented player between him and Teddy Bridgewater. Just more raw talent. That's no all. No doubt. He can
1: throw the ball. And he, he can, can move, he can too. Throw, Yes, yeah. He's got athleticism. Well, that's what you loved about him coming out of USC. No question like, about you, it. And I'm not talking about South Carolina either, okay? Right. USC is USC. Right. Southern Cal, not getting off the rails on this. Tonight. No, come sorry. on, we got to stay there. So he's a better player, better
0: athlete. Teddy, again, I think Teddy could have been better. I think he, this team could have gone to the playoffs with Teddy Bridgewater. What bothered me and a lot of people about Teddy was, and you saw it. The constant checkdowns, the refusal to take shots, especially late in games when they were there or when they needed a big play, and he just wouldn't take the shots down the field. And that's what I think frustrated the Panthers and Joe Brady and Matt Rule and David Tepper as much as anything else. Not just his play, the fact that he would not take chances when they were called for. So here you go. You got a guy in Sam Darnold who's thrown a lot of interceptions you know, for a guy three years in the NFL, but he does have talent. He has been with a bad coach, you know, a, a guy who made his name on working with Peyton Manning, but both of his head coaching stops have been disasters, you know, mm-hmm. and so Darnold's coming there, you know, the Jets. I'm going to talk to uh, Rich Semini about this tomorrow on my show with uh, ESPN. He covers the Jets and he wrote a column today and he said, look, I, we're never going to know, but, This could have still worked with Sam Darnold. You know, if you had taken that second pick, traded back, acquired some more picks, built around him the right way, finally, you know, something they didn't do the first time, which is what you were describing a few minutes ago when you're saying, well, what if this and that and this? That's what happened in New York. You know, a lot of that happened to him in New (laughs) York. It did. So, I mean, he got mono. He had a great, like, eight-game stretch two years ago where he looked like the third overall draft pick. So, who knows? I I told you when I was coming in, like – you know, Matt Rule, I think, still is getting a lot of, of love from the national media. I think Good. the national media likes him more than the local local fans do right now. Oh, uh, really? But, you know, this is either going to work and he's going to look like a genius, or we might be talking about Matt Rule's job being in jeopardy before he gets to year four.
1: Yeah. It, well, that's what happens when you draft and miss or trade and miss on a quarterback. The whole organization is hanging on to this this one-player success. Right. when. And it's such a crap shoot. It just doesn't happen overnight, man. It takes work. It takes teams, the right team around these quarterbacks. That's the situation that I'm talking about. All these quarterbacks can be successful in the NFL if you have the right team around them. You can't just draft a quarterback, throw him on a shitty team no. and think, oh, man, oh, man, he's going to just take our game to the next level. No, because it is a huge learning curve to be a quarterback in the NFL. Right. It is hard. Because you still have to be able to throw the ball to win football games in the NFL.
0: So think about this. Think it's about it this hard. way. Like, what, to, to further your point a second ago. So the, the same draft class, the quarterback class that, that uh, Sam Darnold came out with, you're talking about coaching and organizations. Well, you've got Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He mm-hmm. went through Hugh Jackson, what, 1-31. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, disaster. And then they get Kevin Stefanski, who looks like he knows what Shout he's out doing. Freddie And all of a sudden tie. things – yeah, sorry, I know it's your, your roll uh, time. I, board, mean, but, just but a I, I get guy. it. But still, Stefanski looks like he knows what he's doing. You know, And all of a sudden, Cleveland's a, a pretty good football team. Josh Allen, same draft class. Buffalo with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. They know what they're doing. Lamar Jackson, same draft class. Wins the MVP? Where? Baltimore. One of the, mo- the best-run organizations in the NFL. So the other players in that draft class ended up, and in Baker's case eventually, you know, with what appear to be good state solid situation. Sam Darnold hasn't had that yet. So this might be his last and only chance to get that here in Carolina, if that is, in fact, what they are now with Scott Fitterer.
1: Look, man, I root for the Carolina Panthers, all right? I used to play there. I worked for there, I've been in that building. I root for the Carolina Panthers. But when certain moves happen, I just don't understand it. It's okay for what they traded. I actually like the value of what they gave up. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Not only that, but – And if that works, that's nothing. It's nothing. It's pennies on the dollar of what you could get with the upside, right? Did you you have
0: a problem with them picking up his fifth-year option too? Because I don't think
1: that really matters all that much. I mean, it's a – I mean, that lets you know that they are – they're not just dating. They are in bed. Oh, yeah.
0: He's the starter. (laughs)
1: They are in bed. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> With yeah, Ted, Sam
0: Darnold. they told Teddy we're going to help you out you, no you can, doubt you can that find is, a trade you know find a good situation that, for you that's what that means Ken. yeah they that, told that's they, what that means. they're trying to do Teddy a solid it sounds like hey find a good situation for you if we can work out a trade we'll send you there no, know, no. that sort of thing. So they're trying to do right by him on the back end, which at least I think is a good thing. But, I mean, look, so like Sam may work, he may not work, but it's intriguing and it's different. And I do think it will open up some things for them offensively just in the fact that he's going to push the ball down the field. He will take shots, uh, something that Teddy wouldn't do. So if you've got Robbie, who he knows from his time in New York, yep, and you've got year. DJ out there and you can put Christian out in space and who knows what else they bring in. This, the offense could be really fun. I mean, there, there were some times last year that Robbie and DJ were running down the field. Curtis Samuel, too. Throwing their arm up, saying, "Please give me a shot," and it was a checkdown.
1: You know that that's that frustrates you know, guys. So, Kyle, I've not seen that because I haven't looked that deep on the tape, so I can't commit to that. But okay, that's not just that. my opinion. I mean, if you say so, that I mean, that, that's Google Teddy Bridgewater checkdown. They call him checkdown Charlie. What do you mean? I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing that's crazy to me. That that blows my mind because. If you watched or knew who Teddy Bridgewater was as a quarterback, you're not surprised about any of that. Drew Brees because and Tom Brady made a career check in down. Th- that's who he is. He's a safe right. quarterback. Right. And if I don't know what you pictured when you brought him in that he was going to do, and it's like throwing the ball down the field and we need more of this and da-da-da. <laughs> I'm like, then you don't bring in Teddy Bridgewater and, and, and expect him to do that because that's not what he does. Fair. He has, a, has to have a good defense, all right? He needs to have great balance on offense. He has to have protection because he's not one of these quarterbacks that's just super mobile. He can move. But he's not going to win you games with his legs or make plays with his legs that you can consistently count on.
0: Well, let's be honest but,
1: about this, too. Hold on. Let's be honest about this, too. The, the Panthers
0: are where they are right now, in part because Deshaun Watson may not play football anywhere this year. You know that that a month ago, that you couldn't have interested me in a Sam Darnold conversation at all. In fact, I had people try, and I was like, No, I'm not talking about that. Deshaun Watson's available. (laughs) This is what I'd like to focus my energy on. I want a top five quarterback. That's gonna bring us full circle. I didn't didn't even want to. Don't even say Sam Darnold to me. I get it. Totally. One thousand percent. Just so you're, just so we're all aware here too. By the way, there is a real possibility the Carolina Panthers in Week One could start Sam Darnold at quarterback and Dan Arnold at tight end. Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold could be a combination this season. I'm just throwing that out there. But so Deshaun Watson, I mean, that, that was the focus. So you, you Okay, what do you mean? What are you laughing at me for? That shit's funny. <laughs> Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. Think about how many broadcasters just, are going to fuck
1: that up. I mean, <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to do it. I, that was a, I didn't right even Buck know Cousins, that. But it was like, good. Over himself. I thought
0: it was good. I just didn't know you were going go to. Dan Darnold to Sam's fuck Troy. You do it. I mean, yeah. I mean uh, you're going to have broadcasters tripping over themselves on that one. But no, I mean, a month ago it was all Deshaun Watson, and like David Tepper was—he had bullied his way to the front of the line, and he was going to get Deshaun Watson. I, maybe I think you know that he was at least going to offer whatever it took to get him. No and, doubt. And so here we are a month later. Remember, you were sad because I told you you were going to have to give up Jeremy Chinn. I was very sad. Uh, I was not a good night for me. That was not a good conversation. I Didn't enjoy that. But uh, no, I mean, that's where we were a month ago. Mm-hmm. And so now here we are. They did. They're not. Nobody's landing Deshaun. He's I, I, I'll be shocked if he doesn't end up on the commissioner's exempt list soon. Um, yeah. You know, that's just a thing that I think is going to happen. Uh, and so that's they were in on Matt Stafford. He wanted L.A. Um, you know, they, they wanted to maybe trade up San Francisco, beat them to the punch to get number three. And, and they are where they are. You know, but as far as the options they had remaining, if your option is to take Sam Darnold, draft an elite left tackle, you know, get some help at a few like other spots, it. it's a good draft. It's Kyle, a good I, like and if I like it. I like it. And if and if it if it sucks, you probably draft it pretty high again next year. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of quarterbacks coming out next year too.
1: Well, it doesn't matter, because and all I the think, way along, no, no, no. you're building your roster. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Not only that, Kyle, but you are not planning on winning this division for real. Yes. Until Tom Brady in two years was supposed to retire. I, get, I
0: said historic earlier. Yeah, like, people don't realize, like, that's the most returning starters from a Super Bowl team
1: ever like, in the no, modern a era, done, It's I think. all 22.
0: Right, I, no, I think it's more, isn't it? Or not, I think, sorry, the two deep. I think it's. I think they set a record there too, I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up. But I mean, it's historic what they have coming up. I back. just know they hit
1: the rewind button and started it <laughs> over. <laughs> I know. Do it all <laughs> over again. That's exactly what they did. And Bruce Arians is running
0: around doing interviews like I'm going to pound their asses into the sand at training camp and it's like, "Cool, man. This <laughs> sounds like a good time." I mean, they wanna, they want to they want to run it back. They want to win. Tom Brady's going to try to play until he's 50
1: years old. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't know about that, but I mean, at this point, who's to say that Tom Brady can't do it the the hell he wants to. Did do. You see, he tweeted earlier. He's like, I, honestly, I just keep
0: playing because I get free trips to Disney World when I win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. The dude's having fun. He's showing personality. So ultimate yeah, flex. Of course, they're. Bringing I mean,
1: it back. if that wasn't the ultimate flex, the ultimate flex was throwing the champ, Tampa Bay's championship Super Bowl, just throwing it from boat to boat. That's yeah. the ultimate flex. Was that I'm that comfortable with these things that I'll just toss it? It's like you yeah. know, he didn't even think about. I don't know. He didn't even think the, about it. Did you see the, the lady
0: from the family who designs the trophy? She, she went on the, the local news, and she was pissed. She was like, it's disrespectful. I want an apology. Oh. Uh, we put a lot of time and work into that design. My father's been designing Super Bowl trophies I'm for glad. years and years and years. And everybody's like, lady, where were you when Gronk was, you know, humping it and, you know, break, like, yeah. dropping you it know and breaking <laughs> it two years ago, right? Shut up. Like, I mean, he paid ten. They paid $10,000 for the trophy. If it goes in the water, Tom will buy 10 more, Okay. <laughs> He might even let you borrow
1: one. Right, of his. Just
0: charge him double next time. Yeah. He, he, he won't care, I promise. But yeah, that's, uh, that, that team is going to be something else. I want to talk about this because I know we got these after dark shows can go really weird. Very I quickly.
1: got a big beer, Kyle, so it don't even I, That's me.
0: what I'm worried about, quite honestly. You got the big beer, and uh, we got to get through it before that big beer gets too light. So, anyway, the, the, the All Star game pulled out of Atlanta. It, I saw that, too. You saw, of course you saw that, too. <laughs> I saw that, the too. The Major League Baseball All-Star Game was pulled out of Atlanta because yeah. of the Georgia legislation uh, surrounding uh, election integrity, as officials there put it. Others calling it a voter suppression bill. Um, this is uh, its one of those topics for me on, on sports radio that can be a little bit tricky because People don't come to me for politics. They come to the Bailey and Harper podcast for that. I'm kidding, but like <laughs> you know, that, that's I can let my hair down here you a little can, bit. Kyle. But like I want
1: to know. I want to know.
0: But like people come to me on F and Z to talk sports. They want to talk ball. We right, do, right, right. We can talk about some things. I was,
1: I was, I was actually cleaning my wife's car when you talked about this on the radio. No the kidding. Day. All yes, right. So like it, it's, it's not. And the, I heard how you spoke about it then. So, right. I want to hear you speak about it now.
0: Well, you think you're about to get the raw truth on this? Well,
1: I, I think you probably, you, you do to talk very much so the truth, Kyle. Well, I try show. to. And I appreciate that. So, when I'm listening, I, I understand. I so, know where you're trying to go. I'll but you are you. trying to make sure you stay focused on sports. But at that time, that was, it's crazy how, all right, well, we separate this. They want you to do that until it actually provides them a little love or it's about them. That's when they want sports to be involved or a sports person or you know, it's just different, right? It's 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 so funny how people act when yeah. it comes to well how they want to tell you what you're supposed it's to It's
0: not that I, I I don't feel comfortable saying things on the radio, it's that there are certain things about that conversation that, if I go in a certain direction, causes headaches for other people around me. Correct. And I don't want to do that. I don't blame you me. know. That's people can come here if they want to hear me talk that way. Mm-hmm. But like so again, I, I try to keep it in the realm of sports. But there, that one's a hard one to dance around because the fact of the matter is, Major League Baseball, much like the NBA did in 2016, they did pulling the NBA All Star game out of here, Charlotte. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball with corporate sponsorship pressure or lack they thereof, uh, decided to pull the game. And so. Man, I've seen right wing media, the Clay Travises of the world, you know, screaming and ranting about how Georgia's new voter legislation is no less or no more restrictive than New York or Ohio or the new one's Colorado today. You know, saying that, oh, it's more restrictive, you know, for absentee ballots and uh, things like that in New York and Ohio. There are some compelling arguments that in certain ways this bill does offer an expansion of voting rights in certain areas. Mm -hmm. But there are also very clear provisions in this bill that reek of voter suppression, or let's be honest, just are what they are, their attempts at voter suppression. Mm -hmm. And so the Major League Baseball had a decision to make and Coca-Cola and Delta kind of made it for them, you know, when they (laughs) said, you know, we're not going to sponsor this event and we're not going to give you money and we think you should pull the event out. And so that gave Rob (laughs) Manford what he needed to make the decision. Oh, and by the way, he had multiple players telling him, if we play this game in Atlanta, we're not playing, even if we're voted into playing the all-star game. Oh, it was a lot of pressure. He had pressure, right. No doubt. So they moved the game out of Atlanta, and they moved it to Colorado. And that that announcement came down yesterday. But it's interesting to me because, you know, I had people texting into my show yesterday saying, you know, can you explain to me how it's voter suppression? And I'm thinking to myself, like, Bro, I, I listened to Governor Kemp. I listened to him make the case for this. I listened to him say that he wasn't going to back down from the woke mob or cancel culture, you know, or whatever other buzzwords. And, and I acknowledge that there are some compelling arguments in ways that make it seem like there are expanded voting rights in certain ways and certain yes. slip. But if you read the bill, you know, when you see things like you know making a change from the Secretary of State having authority right. over the elections, that's the part that to giving the General Assembly the ability to just. <laughs> fire him and replace him with some party loyalist and do whatever they want with election results. Yes. Garbage.
1: That, that garbage. Is, that's the thing. Those are the big red flashing red so, lights So what for does me. this all
0: boil down to? What this boils down to is the reason I don't like it, even with some of the compelling arguments about expanding voting rights in certain ways is this is in response to a gigantic fucking lie about a rigged election. Yes. This is in response to yes. what people were told for months, that, or for a while, yeah, months, that this was a stolen election. This is in response to something that didn't happen. Right. Right. And so I I said it yesterday on the air, if you were listening, I said, if you went to the average Joe on the street and said, how do you do you feel we should have, uh, you know, greater election integrity? I think almost to a person, they'd probably just say yes, because we all believe in election integrity. Yes. And, you know, and, and having secure voting systems and so on and so forth. But like, that's not what this is truly about. And so, yes, you can tell me that it's an expanded voting way and you can vote on weekends. And you know, But what about the drop boxes, reducing drop boxes in urban areas, you know, yeah, and why do they making th- decisions about, you know, staffing and th- that, that, that seem to disproportionately impact Fulton County, Cobb County, you know, DeKalb, where, you know, we understand what the demographic is there. Yes. You know, these, these are things that obviously are omitted from that side of the conversation Mm -hmm. so yes again there are some people that that won't acknowledge that they're expanded in some ways but major league baseball did what they did and it sucks because and i'll get to the point here hank aaron died in january you know and for hank aaron to have died in january and for the all-star game to have been in atlanta you know the city that once upon a time branded itself as the city too busy to hate you know for hank aaron to not be honored now because of this is like deeply disappointing but they're like michael wilbon made the case and it's kind of compelling, that this is the best way to honor Hank Aaron, who was you know, a huge civil rights activist you know, and, and a big uh, vocal op- or, uh, proponent of and, and protector of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Like This is the best way to honor his legacy by pulling the game out of Atlanta. It just mm-hmm. sucks that you know, those fans don't get to see that, and there are small businesses that would have benefited from having that game.
1: All right, so I immediately, uh, I go to, all right, so I applaud them for doing what they needed to do, right? They get, they were getting the pressure, they're feeling it, and they said, Hey, they did what's by the players and their sponsors. So for baseball, sounds like a win win situation. Now, fans or people, whoever that wants to be mad or whatever it is, I just wanna know how's it going to affect the law? Because it doesn't seem like George is backing down. George Kemp doesn't Brian Kemp, seem to yeah. Brian Kemp. Yeah, Brian. No, you're good. It doesn't seem like he's backing down oh, at he's all. Not. And so I want to see how this thing kind of plays out. I I think it's very entertaining. I actually enjoy all this sometimes because I just like to see how the future kind of continues to unfold in front of us. But and I'm glad I'm also uh, not playing anymore. Well, dude, like I want to go back to something I said. I I get it.
0: It's a a different environment. It's Mm -hmm. a different universe now. And but I want to go back to what I said a second ago, because I don't say these things on the radio because I don't want to have these conversations over there. We have them here. You know, it's important just for me to establish because this this will make some people angry with me, I'm sure. You know, I've lost a couple of friends, unfortunately, over politics over the past five years. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore because it's not worth it. But that was a lie. And so this entire ordeal in Georgia has been done in response to a lie. For anybody else out there who still wants to question the outcome or, you know, question that it actually they was a lie, go back and watch the tape of the night of January 6th after the Capitol was attacked and listen to Lindsey Graham and, and Mitch McConnell and even Kevin McCarthy and Ted Cruz and all the other Republicans that stood up there on that stage and were yelling, finally, in some of the cases, what they should have been saying all along was this election was not stolen. You know, this was not rigged, but it took them two months of political theater to finally say it. And by that point, the people they needed to hear it weren't listening. And so, so, so but, but that it was, they, they copped to it. They admitted to it on that night. And so what Georgia did, and especially because it was Georgia that ended up not necessarily swinging the election on its own, but it was historic
1: what happened. Yeah, I mean, they, they Georgia swung was the, the Senate. They swung the Senate. Right. You know, and
0: you had the Secretary of State there, Brad Raffensperger, getting threatening phone calls. He did. from
1: officials. You had
0: meddling senators from other states trying to get involved. Like Georgia politics is a mess right
1: now. But now, but now that's that's the big, that's that's what I'm talking about, Kyle. Let's make sure we hit home on the thing that scares us the most from this bill. Is that they can just get rid of people and the, lead, like the, the head legislators of the state can decide, right? Yeah. Who's pretty much gonna win this or. Oh, yeah. Like, had, they, had that law been in effect, they took it out of the local. Had that law hands. been in
0: effect back in November.
1: There's the no the Georgia state happen. legislature would have could
0: have They could have kept... removed Brad Raffensperger from the yep. equation and they could have made their own decision and reversed the outcome. Yes, that's could what happen. could have happened. Yes. And so that's one of the other. Th- I mean, that's one of a few things provisions in that bill that, that I don't to like. To me, That's the Bandoned biggest red flag. voting. I mean, that, that there, there are things we should be encouraging every living being to vote. I agree. You know, do I am I fundamentally opposed to everybody who votes having an ID? No, not in theory. Okay, I just think it I think it makes it
1: more competitive. You win everybody's vote.
0: Well, sure. We every human being in America, you know, should should be encouraged to vote. And obviously vote legally, but to vote. Yes. Because the more people who are democratically engaged and have skin in the game, that's a good thing for all of us. Yes. You know, even with even if there are crazy people, we want everybody involved no and engaged doubt. in democracy. No doubt. And so going back to it again. Th- this whole thing with Major League Baseball pulling them out and you know, wh- what it's all based on, it's very problematic, and it seems the only way any of it's getting solved or that anything is being changed is when corporate sponsors and corporate donors start to pull money, much like they did after January 6th with a lot of Republican candidates, but also I think a lot of them just pulled political don- donations across the board yep. until things settled down. I don't Unfortunately, money is the only thing that moves the needle when it comes to our politics and our <laughs> government, You know, and that's the biggest problem of all. Yes, uh, it is. You know, Citizens United and the ability to buy elections, and, and that's, it, it's a huge – I'm getting way off track here. I know that. It's all but, right. But we like I'm Georgia listed, is Kyle. an example of just the, the the political divisiveness that's that's still out there. But the role that sports is just going to keep play, you know, playing in all of this because. These athletes aren't going to shut up. They're not going to stop telling you how they feel about things. No. No, and not. these leagues aren't going to stop backing the athletes, you know, and, and as far as what's reasonable, you know, what's right. They're not right. going to stop because the athletes are, the league. Right. So I, I, people I, people are swearing off sports. They're telling me, you know, I'm done with Major That's League what Baseball. They say on your, never on your watching the Braves again. The Braves are actually, you know, the the Braves didn't like it. They aren't in favor of the decision. No,
1: nobody in Atlanta actually loves it. Um, because they lose out on a whole bunch of money. Well,
0: right. And who knows how much like it's kind of like the stadium thing where they give you the economic impacts and it's like well, there are thousands of millions of dollars coming here. How do you know that? Like well, who, count, well, who I, counted that? up? Hey, Look, I believe what? it, though, because well, no, no, Atlanta matter.
1: is freaking wide open. I saw what no activities in um, no activities in the NBA All-Star how they was getting down in Atlanta. And I was only on Instagram. I was just, just Instagram. Just Instagram. And I got some friends that lived there. It was it was crazy. <laughs> it was off the chain. All right? You and be, now, yeah, yeah. baseball, they're allowing fans. Like, baseball, you saw Texas. You saw Texas. I saw Texas. You saw Texas the other night. First
0: right? packed baseball stadium since summer 2019. Exactly. Packed. Packed. All right. Or I guess it's, fall, it's, yeah. But
1: still. So, you saw Texas. I saw it. By the time... You would roll around for the uh, the All-Star game in what, June? When's the All-Star game?
0: Uh, When's it supposed to be? Yeah, July.
1: June, July. No, okay. it's July.
0: No, it's July. It's usually about By the, that
1: time, man, there's no telling Atlanta was going to be off the chain. It was going to be hot. Oh, it already is. It was, yeah, it already is.
0: COVID never hit Atlanta. It never got there.
1: <laughs> I mean, it did. It, everybody just got sick and like kept I, pushing.
0: I'm, I'm, I know that I'm joking. I know there are people affected, but, like, people in Atlanta have acted, in large part, like it never came. <laughs> Like Atlanta never truly. I mean, he, I, you know, Keisha Lance Bottoms tried to get them to listen, but they just kept right on going out. <laughs> Buckhead was popping the whole time, like they were having a good time. I got, one
1: of my best friends lives right there in Buckhead, bro. And I mean, where he does got-
0: Atlanta rank on the, the best party cities in America? Just quick thought from you on that.
1: Uh, I would say top ten. Top t- just ten. Ten top ten. Ooh, Brennan. Uh, I-
0: top. What do you mean? What do you think? He doesn't have enough. Okay. You think on that. I'm just, I'm wondering myself. I, I think
1: top 10. I would have said top D- five. I, I wouldn't say top five. In
0: that. America? Yeah, you're probably right. We got Vegas. We got Miami. We got LA. We got New York. Right there is, yeah. Yeah. What's better than Atlanta? Chicago? Chicago's a good city.
1: Uh, I haven't been out in Chicago like that.
0: Chicago's a good city. You haven't? No, okay. Chicago's a good mm-hmm. city. It's fun. Dallas? Yeah, I mean, Dallas, Dallas is, a is a great party city, yep. But it, right. it's, it's all, all over I the place. about New Orleans. Yeah, I New thinking? Orleans. Oh, you're right,
1: top ten. It's, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's top ten. You're right, top ten. It's just depending on what you want. Because, you know, but then it could also go up and down the ladder depending if you're in the strip clubs. Because Atlanta strip clubs are awesome. Yes. You know what I mean? Because they're, I mean, if you don't know, they're fully nude. Yeah, they're fully nude. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. And mean, if you go, if you
0: park that. anywhere in Atlanta, there's a Cheetah Club, you know, flyer that's going to be on your, your windshield I by mean, the time you get back. It's a lot
1: more. Oh, than I know that. But yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> and it's high quality stuff. So we
0: went to play y'all actually twice. Well, twice. Yeah, twice in Atlanta. Oh uh, nine and thirteen, I think. I could be wrong about that last one, but is it somewhere in there?
1: Somewhere there when uh, Cam Cam was uh, two season.
0: Oh yeah, Cam Chancellor. Yep. Yeah, the Cam first with Tyrod, Cam Chancellor, that whole deal. Dwayne Brown. So we uh, we Alabama pl- won both. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate. I mean,
1: that. I'm just trying to say y'all don't have to Google it. No, we know. Alabama won both.
0: Though. Yeah, no, we know. We All were right. leading going into the fourth quarter in the first one, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all went on to win the title. He was Saban's first title at Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at Atlanta for doing <laughs> for baseball for doing what it had to do. I'm really not. And. You know what? I started to get back into it. Not gonna do it. There we go. I'm not gonna do it. There we go. Don't do it. I'm go. don't the do high it. Road. I just, I, I want people to come together. I want Americans I do. to love each other. I, I want us, to look. Did you see what did you see. What Chuck said. Did you see what Barkley said on the air the other night. I agree. You saw what Barkley said. I agree
1: with him, man. I grew up in Alabama too, man. I genuinely think the same that most black and white people don't hate each other, bro. Like, no. But the thing is, is so often the media or TV tells us, and they speak on the extremes of both sides, right? Oh, for sure. Like 75% of us are right here, bro, and we just want to do what's best for our own family. We want to be able to provide, love, love our neighbors. Like that's what you want, man. And and it's sad sometimes that the we don't feel like our own government provides enough for that 75% in the middle, but they speak to the 15 or 20-some percent of the extreme on either side. Well, no,
0: Chuck, I, somebody, I think Smoke, my, my uh, producer on the show, he asked me yesterday, he said, yeah, but do you think maybe he was overgeneralizing a little bit too much? And I said, eh, usually I would say yes. And I, I do think there are probably a handful of decent, upstanding, honest human beings in D.C. on Capitol Hill. I'm sure there are a few. Yep. But I also know that, unfortunately, our, our political class and media class, but it's just one big you They.
1: Know, they need term limits. Kyle. It's the most incestuous. Kyle. I mean, Kyle. it really is a swamp. I mean, that's, that's our, always been true. Our they need term limit limits in the Senate. That's
0: a, yeah. That's a different. They, you're don't, they, that's a different conversation. I'm just saying. They all write need down term, term limits, limits for the next conversation. We can all talk right. about term limits next I'm time. No, you, you're really right. About, I mean, I, look, there's a compelling argument there, but I'm just saying, like. There are just so many out-of-touch individuals, you know people who are power-hungry. Think about the political climate right now. You know, honest, hard-working, good-natured people don't want to run for office in this day and age. Why mm-hmm. would you? Because what you 'll run into if you, if you climb the ladder at all politically and you're in any sort of uh, you know, race with any significance, is you have an opponent with a campaign manager, and you know, they're probably doing oppo research and digging into your background and talking to people you know and trying to come up with dirt on you to embarrass you. And t- I mean, who wants to subject their family to that? You know, who wants to deal with uh, you know, the, the, the filth that is politics? Decent people don't want to. So you get very opportunistic Uh, sometimes sociopathic. I mean, just crazy, uh, power-hungry individuals, and we have a lot of them in in D.C., man, and we have for a long time. I mean, it's not just a a A present-day thing. It's been that way for a while, but it's only gotten worse. It's really gotten worse, and I don't know how to fix it. And I just – I want people to just realize that because – Chuck says a lot of things that make you say, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, like when he said athletes should be first in line to get the vaccine because they pay more in taxes. That was the (laughs) dumbest thing Charles Barkley's ever said. Then he turns around and says something like that, which is, you know, it's it's uniting. Right. It's uh, the the kind of thing that people bipartisan in a bipartisan way agree with. And I people just they were lied to. Right. And we've been lied to for a long time. But this election thing really hurt a lot of people. The point I was yeah, going to make earlier was that Christopher Krebs, who was the director of uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure security uh, for, for the I think it was DHS, Department of Homeland Security. Trump appointed Christopher Krebs. Yes. After the election, said it was the most secure election in American history. I Trump know. Appointed I- him. That's that was that's what he was in charge of. <laughs> and as soon as he said the thing that that Trump didn't want to hear, he was gone. <laughs> right. All you have to do is to pay attention to the things that were said and done and the evidence that was not presented. And the fact that attorneys like Sidney Powell right now, were are being sued for billions by Dominion voting. Billion. I don't even got that. Kind that of woman's <laughs> only defense. Her only defense right now is that, you know, no reasonable person would have you know believed what she said was factual. <laughs> That's the best you have, which, by the way, is the same legal defense that Tucker Carlson used in a Fox News suit that they had to settle. That was his defense. Yeah, that was his defense. And. I think it's set a precedent now for all the cable news. They are literally, these news networks and their primetime anchors are now able to, because of the Tucker Carlson lawsuit, argue that no reasonable person could take everything they say to be completely factual. That's their legal argument. And they're telling, but they're telling people that they are the news. Right. So the attorneys for Trump, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, you know, they they have no, nothing left. And that's their argument. No reasonable person would have, would have believed that everything we said was 100% factual. Really? So that's my point, that people were duped. They were lied to. When the president of the United States tells you that there was a rigged election, the people who support him will unfortunately believe him, or at least some percentage of them, and that's why we are where we are with Georgia. And that that whole thing, where we are today, started with that decision to lie to the American people about the I election. Know, man. So I mean I, I know that's deep, I know it's heavy, but like that's that's what I couldn't get
1: into yesterday, but that's the truth. Kyle, I want this to come off your chest. I told you I when, I, when this first came up, I wanted you to... It's, but it's
0: insane to me that, like, we just can't all acknowledge that. Like, hey, we don't have to agree on everything politically. I agree. Most of us don't. You know, I, I said yesterday I was a, an independent before it was, like, cool to be an independent, you know, which is what a lot of... And I'm, if you are, awesome. I'm not... J- that's great. I'm just... I, I don't like the way we, where we are right now. Anyway, I don't want. I want to get off that and get back to something a bit more pleasant because I, I got that off my chest. There That's we all. go. I, I'm, I'm disappointed for Atlanta, but I'm excited for Colorado. I am, I'm excited. We're gonna see balls fly out of the ballpark on the, during the home run derby. No that doubt, Rocky Mountain air. Those balls are gonna fly out of the park.
1: Bro, you know what they need to do. This would be funny. Is one of the players just come up there? with a with like a joint or a blunt in his mouth cause it's <laughs> colorado that shit is legal son everybody's smoking out there <laughs> dude i would um, love to see that i, I know
0: i mean i, I know. know we
1: can't say it because i mean i mean you, you can't do that well I, no
0: I you can't it. no but like it's it, uh, it was still funny i no, mean it, paul
1: pierce got fired about it well fired. that's you read my mind that's what i was I gonna mean, bring paul up did pierce you see what he fired. tweeted did
0: you see what he tweeted today some no. Th- some th- I'm going to pull it up. Something to the effect of I can't lose even when I lose, I'm winning or something like that, like after he got fired. I heard, is is he going to Barstool? Uh, probably. I mean, hell, if Deion Sanders went to Barstool, anybody can go, I guess. Yeah, man. That's, I, what, it, you know, that's what he tweeted late, late last night. He said, I can't lose even when I lose, I'm winning. That was Paul Pierce last night after yeah. he got fired. Hey,
1: man. So
0: what was he doing? Like, I know he went so Instagram So I saw live. it.
1: You watched it live? I didn't watch it live, oh. but I saw a lot of the highlights of it. Um, before all, everything got cleaned up and wiped away off the internet before it got scraped <laughs> I saw the, I saw the <laughs> I saw screenshots yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I saw the screenshots. I saw the video I saw it before everything got scraped um
0: so was he getting his hair cut by strippers what was no, happening? no
1: no no bro he was just playing cards they were like playing poker there was almost like a poker table and he was like just showing around they had girls they no had girls he didn't write everybody else out did he I mean, it was—it wasn't like anybody you would know. It was oh, just okay. his boys that, that probably well, always party. Well, I didn't want to put cars. anybody else on blast. No, it seemed like everybody was just cool. He was just like hanging out mostly on himself, and uh, had girls in the back. They was, you know, dancing. It was—they all had clothes on for the majority part. Of the- I don't think I saw titties or anything. <laughs> but he was like smoking. A- he was smoking. He was like, bro. He was—he ki- was kicking it. Oh yeah. They was kicking. I was like, bro. I mean, that sounds like a great. Dude's card night right there. I mean, look, if it's all consenting adults. that being thrown in the back. Right. I mean, it was cool. If I it's mean, all
0: consenting adults, I mean, that's nobody's business except, I guess, ESPNs because now they fired him.
1: Man, but I, I – look, I had some friends of mine that were like, man, he didn't do nothing wrong because that's on his own personal time and he's on his own. I'm like – I understand people that want to say that, right? But, man, you work for Disney. Yeah. Right, which is a a, a family-friendly <laughs> – global <laughs> company, right? Not, not yeah, Yeah. And like, okay, if you want to FaceTime your boys with that, do that. By
0: all means. Go ahead. Yeah. But
1: you got a lot of young kids and everybody else follows you, Paul Pierce. He's not like, he's Paul Pierce. I could
0: understand 23 year old Paul Pierce yeah, making like, that I'm mistake. Like,
1: he's Paul Pierce, but bro. like, what is he like 43 now? Like four, even know, 43, he can't Paul do Pierce, bro. Like he's got, for me, I'm like, man, he's Paul Pierce. He's probably got kids following him. And like, he goes live. They're probably excited to see what Paul Pierce is doing live in action right now. Because I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce doesn't go live all the time. I nailed
0: it. Forty three years old. Forty three year old How Paul Pierce can't it. be
1: doing that. No, I just Disney's CEO I understand, I understand why Disney had to let him go. Probably that's all I'm saying. I mean, they can't be trying to I'm launch, saying.
0: you know, Finding Nemo reruns and you know <laughs> Paul Pierce is you know hurting the stock price because he's hanging out with strippers. I mean. I,
1: I, I don't think there's anything wrong with hanging out with strippers. It's more the fact that he was on live. That's, all my, that's my only issue. Well, sure. That, that's than, what I'm, like, I'm saying. Bro, that's the only part that I'm shocked about, actually, was that he was on live. Like, he was live. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I'm just, I'm re- <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I just don't know what he was thinking, man. <laughs> there's but, nothing really to say. That's Oh, dude. That's I heard lot. he's probably going to end up at Barstool.
0: Probably so. Is Dion still drawing a, a a barstool paycheck, or is he? I'm
1: probably so – man. I look man. I how's think, Jackson State feel about I that? I think I think Dion's doing. An, um, Jackson State is happy that Dion's even there. Okay. Well, for sure. I mean, I think he's doing outstanding where he's at. They lost a couple of games. Oh, shout out to Alabama State, my parents, alma mater. They beat. They gave Dion his first loss. You know, so shout <laughs> out to Alabama State, marching Hornets. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah, I I, I just. I don't know. This whole Barstool thing, I, I think any kind of opportunity, I want to continue to see how they build out their platform. I'm not a big follower of Barstool. I, I never
0: have been. So, I know, um, like, Big Cat seems like a good guy. I, I follow him. Yeah. Uh, PFT comments are hilarious. But, yeah, you yeah. know, as far as the everyday Barstool content, never been my thing. But – yeah, I, I know they did a great thing with uh, the Barstool Fund helping out uh, lo- small businesses yeah, man, around they the really like, did. Like that's a great thing. I, I know that they are controversial. They've said some very offensive things in the past. It's just not never been my outfit, but like I know they did that, and that's a good. Yeah, thing. so yeah, yeah. I'll give them credit for that. That's all. I did want to ask you about this. So before I came over here, I was uh, I was trying to get the baby to sleep, and I was with the wife, and we were watching uh, the college admission scandal on Netflix.
1: Oh yeah, have you watched it yet? Oh, uh, So I had to no.
0: just, just stop it like 45 minutes in. I'm going to finish it when I go home. Right, but I, I kind of know the story. Uh, Aunt Becky from Full House ended up doing some time in a uh, rich lady prison for, buy, <laughs> for buying her daughter's way
1: into college. I think she got like she stayed in there like, what, four the, to six months? The Martha
0: Stewart suite. I'm pretty sure she stayed in that one. So I, I don't know. But, like, this dude, uh, 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 Singer, with last name, I think his first name was John. John Singer, I think. I'll look it up. Uh, but his last name was Singer, and he was a former – what was it? He, he, he was an athlete of some kind in college. Then he became a, a college basketball coach at, like, Sacramento State. Mm-hmm. And they went four and 24. The whole staff got fired, and he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it as a coach. So he gets into independent college counseling, which I guess he found out was a thing. And that's how he got into the business of, you know.
1: Independent sm- college, college College counseling.
0: Right. And so he basically built up a clientele of very wealthy individuals, uh, I think across the country, but primarily on the West Coast. uh, Very, very wealthy people whose kids couldn't get into the elite universities out West or Harvard or wherever. And uh, he would quote unquote side door them into these universities. And so he called the front door getting in on your own. The back door was your parents making a big donation and hopefully that was enough to get you in, which a lot of people have done. But then his side door was basically taking these students and. Creating fake athletic profiles for them through the NCAA clearance house or clearinghouse, and uh, was able to get them in with kind of reduced admission standards, but just basically sneak them in the side door, and he would collect a fee of hundreds of thousands of dollars from these people <laughs> to do it. And so he was making a killing, you know, shuffling all these rich kids into universities that they weren't, that they couldn't get into on their no own No way they could have gotten right. in, Right. And so I'm going to go home and finish it. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I know more or less how it ends. People got I caught. Saw they went it. To jail. I saw I did see that. But the I'd FBI was it. wiretapping these people. I mean, it's crazy. This guy went from nobody. I wonder, how
1: did they come, how did he get on the, 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 the map? Like, what was the bleep, right? The first, like like heartbeat for the FBI to all of a sudden, okay, why are we listening to this guy? Well,
0: and that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now with this because I, I think, I'm thinking back to, and again, I was holding a baby and trying to get her to sleep the whole time, so I'm probably going to recap some of this, but I think it was more or less that he went from coaching to the counseling, and then he made a, one connection, and, and start, he already had a working understanding of the NCAA Clearinghouse, and for so sure, for you sure. know, his background, I think, kind of yeah. gave him the knowledge of how to do this, and so he just started approaching people.
1: And he's built up this, this clientele, and you yeah. Know, yeah, he would call. Because you get one person that says like, "Hey, he got mine." Blah blah. Word of mouth spreads, especially in rich neighborhoods. That uh, Rick with, Singer, that was his name. Rick with, Singer. Rick Singer. Yeah, this with, it, especially with access to be able to do certain things. Like, who doesn't want that? It, it was. It's
0: an incredible story because, the, and they got into it right as I was leaving. But it's what I was thinking about the whole time. That you know, in America, education, higher education has become commodified. It's a commodity. You know, it's something that you buy. Yeah and and not something that we look at as something that should be applied to the, the population as, as to be the an greater investment. good now right. it's like now, now it's a commodity and it's a status you know to go to elite universities and, and to have degrees because for you know 20 years the school systems were telling everybody if you don't have a degree you're never going to be successful in life and so you know the educational uh, arena just boomed with billions of dollars I'm and so, glad yeah, Mom was free. this guy was shuffling rich kids into colleges and and collecting a massive fee to do it and I, in some ways, it's kind of like entrepreneurial, like I'm kind of impressed by the fact, I really am, like it's kind of a Walter White uh, Breaking Bad type of deal, like, I mean, this dude built an empire, kind of. You yeah, know. he did,
1: I, 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 read, I read some things about how it all happened and kind of unfolded, it was some high, like high, big high names uh, that got brought But he also
0: robbed a lot of students of a potential education, because they took spots that other kids could have had. Yeah. So that there's that side of it too, and then you know they there was a, basically when they were paying this fee, uh, he was he had a foundation set up, and so they were paying his foundation, and that money was then being written off as a, as tax deductible, right? So you know that's when the the FBI's oh, Kyle, was, economic was,
1: crimes unit gets involved. It's, oh, it's, that's it's a hell of a, the, yeah, that, it had to be something. That's absolutely, what, that, that's what brought. That's oh what yeah, had the, that's what was the flashing red lights, you, that type of stuff. I don't think I now, I'm, Kyle, the, what? the movie that I watched this week, what was. Uh, uh, Godzilla versus King! Kong.
0: I heard it was terrible.
1: Oh my gosh! Who told you that,
0: Kyle? i like, I watched like I saw three people tweet about it. And said it was it te- was it good? It was great. Really? Great, Kyle. Well, see, I've been avoiding it. Was it King Kong? Godzilla versus Kong, right? Is what yeah. it's called. So it's good. It's great. Who's
1: in it? What kind of movie is it? I mean, it's nobody, bro. Nobody that you need to worry about besides. <laughs> Freaking Godzilla and King Kong. That's it. Is it like so? It's is it
0: like animatronic? Is it? I mean, well, it's probably animatronic. I don't know why I said that. that. That's 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 that kind. Wow, that's like twenty years ago stuff. It
1: is. It's after after dark, dark,
0: man. (laughs) Animatronic. Animatronic. (laughs) That's some old school stuff right there. Wow.
1: Yeah, that was a three D. That was a three D. It was animatronic.
0: That's coming out. That's like they had
1: (laughs) that on E. T. No, Kyle. (laughs) Look. So I, I grew up a Godzilla fan. You did. So because of that, I have a nice understanding of the background also. I would also say watch the, um, the Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters before you watch this one. It'll make more sense then.
0: Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, that,
1: the one before helps. Look, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. My brother's. They watched it, they really enjoyed it as well. But we're also Godzilla fans. I watched the old Godzilla movies. I thought they did a great job of really bringing it all together, intertwining the stories, finishing off the right way because they had the other Godzilla movies. I thought they did a great job overall wrapping it all together. I'll
0: check it out. Did you watch the national championship game? George you yes. watch the final four? Uh, did you see the Gonzaga-UCLA game?
1: Gonzaga-UCLA game is the best college foot game basketball tournament game I've ever watched with my own eyes. Really? Yes. See, I, I I didn't say the best, but I said it was one of the best. And
0: it was funny because I was talking about that uh, talking UCLA. about it that way yesterday.
1: Freaking ball! Well, I, they were I, a team of shot makers. So that I, night. I go on it the radio and I'm talking Gonzaga about that. I said the it's deepest. one of the
0: greatest games I've ever seen. And it, I had like five people texting like, "Oh, it's prisoner of the moment." You'll say the same thing about a game next year. I'm like, "No, you 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 don't get it." Like that was no way one of the like there are a lot of you know duds or like boring games with great finishes. This wasn't that. This game mm. was awesome all the way through. All the way through. And then we got free basketball. Yeah. And then we got a 30 foot bank shot to win it. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't. I went back and watched the final 20 minutes again on Monday. And so I Amazing. said that so check this out. And then Jay Billis goes on ESPN Sports Center, I think, on Monday. Sunday, sorry. And he tells the story that at early Sunday morning at two A.M., Bill Raftery you know, onions, like that Bill Raftery. I love that
1: guy. I know. I love listening to him call games. So he
0: calls Billis at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning because he's still so wired from the game (laughs) that he just called. He's got (laughs) to talk about it. Really? He's got to talk about it, right? (laughs) So it was Raftery, Grant Hill, and Jim Nance on the call. Yeah. And so Raftery, is he calls Billis, and they're talking about the game at 2 a.m. Raftery says it's one of the best games he's ever seen. And then he says that Vern Lundquist, Uncle Vern, had texted him during the game and said, hey, tell your partner Grant Hill that the Duke-Kentucky game, you know the one where Leitner made the yep. shot? He said, tell him that the Duke-Kentucky game just got knocked down a peg. This is the greatest game I've ever seen. Uh, uh, Vern Lundquist <laughs> said that. So I was like, boom. See, I told you. One of the greatest games of all time. When the when,
1: when the guys that have literally watched just about every single game <laughs> that we all consider modern times of basketball, right, and they are saying that it, that game was that good, I don't feel bad because I was just born in 1982 and I was young and not into Kentucky or Duke in 1992. So, right. for me, this was the best game I'd ever watched with my own eyes. The back and forth, the uh, what's the 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 Joe Joey uh, from UCLA, the the shoot Oh, Johnny dog. Juzang. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Juzang. Cat couldn't miss all night. Oh, dude. Big shots over people like tough shots. Beast. Like I mean, then the, the tiger kid was good in clutch at times. UCLA center made some shots. The other small forward, he's almost like Luke Walton type player. Uh, Drew Timmy? Uh, no, 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 With no, the for UCLA.
0: Oh, for UCLA. Uh, it's, it's,
1: Jaime Jaquez? Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. He hit a
0: big three. Big a, three. He hit a right huge three.
1: Huge three. I'm like, I'm watching this game. I'm literally like going crazy, and I <laughs> have no dog in the fight. I thought it was so entertaining. And the moment Gonzaga would get a rebound. Two dribbles, boom! Pass the ball up, yeah. Scoring right behind him, boom, boom. Underrated Back and play. Ayayi was off the oh, chain that game. Underrated play in that game too. I think it was under
0: regulation. Jalen Suggs. No, I'm sorry, it was overtime. Jalen Suggs gets credit for the shot, but the block, block. and then he gets the ball and threads the needle to Timmy in transition boom. for a dunk. I mean, yeah, just a like LeBron, passing gorgeous the ball. play. Yeah, or imagine. just a gorgeous basketball play.
1: Amazing. That game was fantastic. It was. It had it, my emotions were like all up. I literally was texting. My 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 boys and everybody in some groups, I was like, dude, that was literally the best basketball game I've ever seen in my life. Okay. It was, and I couldn't believe it when the bank shot happened. The bank shot was just like, oh, my goodness. Mark Few
0: said he knew it was going in. I don't know if I believe him, but he said he knew either. it was Here, going I gotta in. I got to let uh, Storm out well, no, for a second. that's fine. You do that. No, All right. Let the dog out. That's fine. I'll keep talking. Yeah. I was disappointed. I wanted to see Gonzaga finish it. But Baylor, like, I, people, a lot of people told on themselves the other night, because, or last night, because – There were a lot of people shocked at how good Baylor was, and you clearly didn't watch them play all year long. You know, they (laughs) lost a couple of games, but that team, especially toward the end of the season, unbelievable. Athletic, big, tough as hell, can shoot it. Jared Butler's a monster. They are Mitchell's a real
1: deal. They look more athletic than Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. And they came out not scared and shot the skin off the ball early. Oh, dude. Them boys are on fire. They all – Look, Gonzaga was lucky to get it to ten at halftime.
0: When they got up by nineteen in the first <laughs> half, I knew it was over. I'm not. I, it's and it's not that I knew didn't think or I knew that Gonzaga couldn't come back. You could just see it. But up there Baylor on the floor. was not that bad of a team. Baylor
1: was a very good team. Yes, Baylor. These two teams were supposed to play for the national championship. And they, my boy Meyer, uh, uh, mullet, don't care. <laughs> that didn't even freaking go off in the championship game. I know. I know. He, he didn't even go off. But
0: that was. I mean, I, I was disappointed just because I like seeing history made. Right, right, right. I, I mean, thirty-two and zero would have been really cool. But it would have been cool. I think, I that think you missed
1: out. I think you missed out on the story, but you still gained another story with Baylor. This team would not gotten its due championship. Credit. What, like 50, 60 – How long? Is it first
0: was? men's basketball title. First
1: period. Yeah, first men's basketball right? title. So
0: I mean, but I don't think that Gonzaga team would have gotten its due credit. And Coach
1: Drew's been there what eighteen years? It was 18 been there a while. Yeah, in the, in the making.
0: Gonzaga would have still been. The, If that had been Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, Kansas, UCLA, you know, Indiana, Michigan State, if if that if that one of those programs had been 31 and 0, we would have been having a whole lot more conversations about them being maybe the greatest team of all time. Correct. Uh, and, And, you know, Tim Brando laughed at me when I asked if Gonzaga, you know, could make that claim. Uh, Matt Doherty told me, "No way, you know. If you, but like it's all, but they're, they're like homers though. But they're those guys are old school college basketball. Yeah. They've been around the game for 50, you know for forty years, and so like they they just see it differently, and that's fine, you know. But Gonzaga was really good. They were but
1: really really good. That's the same thing I would say about Alabama's football team this year. No matter what you think about them, they have an argument or a statement. They have they have the ability to be able to go out there and say that they have something on their resume that." nobody else really has, which yeah. is an undefeated season. The same way Alabama has it, that, okay, they're undefeated. It's been a lot of other undefeated champions. Right. But who else has played that many SEC games only? That's just why they can have the argument or at least try and put themselves in the conversation.
0: No doubt about it. I got to jump. I got a baby waiting on me.
1: All right, man, be good, man. Next time we'll talk and we'll address Roy Williams. He also retired. Well, no, we, we did that last time. Hubert Davis got the job. I know, man. I'm very happy for him. I you. am too. I am too. Fun fact, did
0: you know that as of today, Hubert Davis is second all-time in NBA history in three-point percentage behind mm-hmm. only Steve Kerr?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, he only averaged 8.2 points per game for his career, but he's second all-time in NBA history in three-point percentage. Shot 44.1% from a three-point line.
1: That's big. What's Where, Steph going to finish with?
0: You know who's third? Who? Seth Curry. Not Steph. Seth. <laughs> all-time three-point percentage. I Seth love Curry, it. Right? I love it. Not Steph. Ultra- Seth.
1: I mean, we know Steph throws up a lot more than Steph. Yeah, yeah. Steph's (laughs) got a little more hardware. Don't worry about that though. Steph's got a
0: little more hardware.
1: They don't care about that. They look. That's like interceptions and like they don't. At the end of the day, it's just a stat. They don't actually look at how you got the interception, whether it's a tip ball hail mary at the end of the game (laughs) doesn't matter no it doesn't it doesn't matter it's the stat it's is the stat that's it that's it
0: you know they never worry what's funnier too was last week seth was in second and hubert was in third but i guess seth's missed a few in the last couple weeks oh uh, really i didn't even jumped over him again yeah anyway we'll talk about it next time good stuff buddy hey man great job we'll talk to you next time bailey and harper after dark this one was much more successful all right everybody work hard be nice to each other